It finally seems as though we are getting to the end of Rudy Giuliani's political life. He has now been ordered to pay one hundred and forty eight million dollars in a defamation verdict related to statements related to all of the nonsense surrounding the 2020 presidential election, which Rudy Giuliani pursued at the beck and call of Donald Trump. This is not ending well for Rudy. And you will remember that at one point Rudy Giuliani was the much respected and much liked mayor of New York City during 9-11, squandering that increasingly over the years by making uh, uh, more and more unhinged statements, a very strange noise there, um, until ultimately he went full MAGA and started working for Trump and got involved in perpetuating lies about the 2020 election. This is where we are today. Reuters reports Giuliani ordered to pay one hundred and forty eight million dollars to Georgia election workers in defamation trial. Rudy must pay more than one hundred and forty eight million in damages to two former Georgia election workers. He defamed through false accusations that they helped rig the 2020 election against Donald Trump, according to what a jury decided. The jury in federal court in D.C. says Giuliani owns the workers Wandria Moss and her mother, Ruby Freeman, roughly seventy three million dollars to compensate them for the reputational and emotional harm they suffered and another seventy five million to punish the former Trump lawyer and one time New York mayor for his conduct. Rudy Giuliani making a statement outside of the courthouse, much made, by the way, of the guy to Rudy's right, our left sort of over Rudy's shoulder, an individual believed to be one of Rudy's lawyers with one of the strangest haircuts we have ever seen. The gentleman looking disoriented and confused at different points during Rudy Giuliani's public statements, really just a sidebar here. But Rudy saying the entire proceedings are just ridiculous. Take a listen. Of course, there's very, very little I could say right now. I have to analyze this. Obviously, possibly we'll move for a new trial. Certainly we'll appeal. The absurdity of the number merely underscores the absurdity of the entire proceeding where I've not been allowed to offer one single piece of evidence in defense. Right. Of which I have a lot. So I am quite confident when this case gets before a fair tribunal, it'll be reversed so quickly it'll make your head spin. And the absurd number that just <laughs> came in will help that, actually. Yeah. Rudy's argument that one hundred and forty eight million is so ridiculous based on the facts that it will easily be overturned as soon as they can get this appealed. A reporter asking Rudy, do you regret some of the comments that the women received as far as the jury is concerned, as a result of the claims Rudy made. A lot of the argument here is Rudy made cl claims about these women. And then as a result, they got death threats, et cetera. And Rudy goes, oh, the comments are terrible, but it just is not my fault. It has nothing to do with me. That's all I have to say. I have I have any regrets about the comments. I will. Well, of course, the comments they received, I had nothing to do with those comments are abominable. They're deplorable. No uh, defense to it. But I receive comments like that every day. Uh, really? Different kinds of things. Uh, I've Rudy is getting racial slurs shouted at him and also threatened with being lynched. I didn't know that represented clients who have gotten that from the other side. This is a terrible part of our political system. Republicans, Democrats, liberals and conservatives all yeah. get that. Uh, my comments weren't that. And I think that was also a very unfair part of it, because my comments had no connection at all to those. There were thousands of things on the pre in the press about this, yeah. of which mine were a small amount. There's no way to say that my comments connected to that. But that's going to be part of what we'll get to litigate. Well, that's what the jury found. And that's an important element to this. Uh, Rudy asked, do you believe the things you said about these two women to have been truthful? 
That's an interesting question. Do you believe that what you said about these two women in the wake of the 2020 election was truthful? Do you, do you still believe these claims? I have, I, I, have, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that my comments were made and they were supportable and are supportable today. I just did not have an opportunity to present the evidence that we offered. Did you notice we were not allowed to put in one piece of evidence in defense? Do you also realize that liability is not based on any trial? Liability is based on her disagreement with me on discovery, which so is, a, which is absurd. Because I believe the judge was threatening me uh -oh. with the strong possibility that I'd be held in contempt or that I'd even be put in jail. So, so listen, uh, the the people who advocate for personal responsibility all day, every day, very quickly turning into the victims on his apparent podcast later that night, Rudy putting together a very strange statement and really not taking this well. And every ruling my lawyer will tell you went against us. And she certainly gave the impression to the jury that uh, she sided with one side. No reason to get into all the interruptions and the help for the witnesses on the other side and the charge that virtually told them to crucify me <laughs> and um, and her clear delight when it came in. This woman was this this woman um, conducted an abomination of a trial. If you think the verdict of one hundred and forty seven million dollars is absurd, which it is right to any observer. The amount is punitive, malicious and absurd. All right. So it's all unfair, as you can see here, and they are all the worst victims treated so unfairly. Now, I want to address what is increasingly becoming a broader argument about these defamation cases from the right. This applies to uh, Trump. This applies to the Fox News defamation case, Rudy Giuliani and others. Charlie Kirk, a right winger, uh, put out the following tweet. He said free speech has a cost. Alex Jones, one billion dollars. Tucker Carlson and Fox, seven hundred eighty seven point five million. Rudy Giuliani, one hundred and forty eight million for wanting to ensure fair elections. Are you next? And this is part of the argument that free speech is being criminalized and restricted when there is a defamation verdict. It's really important to understand a couple of things. First of all, when these right wingers insist that the left has criminalized speech, defamation is almost always a civil matter. So by definition, we're not talking about a criminal issue. Secondly, when we are talking about individual plaintiffs bringing forward these cases, that's not the government. And so that's another important aspect to this. It is not the government and it's not criminal. So how we can say the government has criminalized speech in the First Amendment, it doesn't really make any sense. What we're talking about is civil liability for the things you say. The purpose of a defamation of, of defamation law is to balance two interests, the right to freedom of speech and the right not to have one's reputation unjustly harmed with untrue statements. And so defamation law uh, by ver defamation statutes, by virtue of how they are written and with exceptions when you're attacking a public person and the comments must be untrue and they must have been made publicly and they must be damaging to the individual about which they are. All of those things. Defamation statutes recognize free speech is critical, but it's not absolute. And we have these other rights and responsibilities as well. Many legal systems offer greater protection when you're talking about public figures or matters of public interest. That makes sense. This is the opposite. This isn't you know, if somebody goes on the show and says, hey, you know what? Uh, even when people make false claims about Trump, which happens all the time, Trump's a public figure. And to say that some random false claim about Trump is damaging to him is not going to pass the sniff test. On the other hand, when Rudy Giuliani as a public figure weaponizes his speech, untrue speech against two private individuals, all of a sudden 
these defamation statutes are at, are at play. So uh, there is a, a burden of proof that is there that is appropriate when it comes to defamation. Uh, speech is not being criminalized through defamation statutes, especially since they are almost always civil. Uh, and this is this is the argument that is part of we are victims. We are victims at the end of the day. Bad day for Rudy. This may be it for Rudy's political career. As the House of Representatives continues to move forward on the impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden, House Republicans claim that there's evidence when they're asked for it. They don't have it. But I want to give you a different picture of what's going on in the Republican Senate among Republicans in the Senate. Uh, this is not every Republican senator. I'm sure there are Republican senators out there who don't care that there's no evidence against Joe Biden. But we now have a growing list of Republican senators who are willing to say, I haven't seen any evidence. I, I just don't know why they would why we would convict uh, Biden on impeachment or why the House would impeach the guy when there is no evidence. Here is Chuck Grassley. This was Chuck Grassley last week admitting he's heard indications, he's heard insinuations, but he hasn't seen any actual evidence. Uh, I'm going to uh, take the same position I've taken since 2019 that all I can say is there's some indication of maybe some compromise uh, with China particularly, uh, and, but I have no evidence of it and I'm going to just follow the facts where they are and the facts haven't taken me to that point where I can say that the president's guilty of anything. There you go. Chuck Grassley says people are insinuating things, but I've seen no evidence whatsoever. Well, yesterday, Kristen Welker on NBC News interviewed Republican Senator Lindsey Graham and Lindsey Graham was asked about the question of evidence. Sure, impeach, imprison, indict all this. Great, great. Do you have any evidence he did anything wrong? Here's what Lindsey Graham had to say. OK, let's turn to the other big story on Capitol Hill, the impeachment, of course, yeah. uh, of impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Your colleague, Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa, said that he does not see any evidence, quote, that the president is guilty of anything. Do you agree with him? Is there any evidence so far? You know, I haven't really been paying that much attention to it. They have to prove, they have to prove that President Biden somehow financially benefited from the business enterprises of Hunter Biden. We'll see. Have they done it yet in your mind? I, I, if there were a smoking gun, I think we'd be talking about it. But exactly right. If there were a smoking gun, we'd be talking about it. And they have looked into Joe Biden's decades. They haven't even been able to find proof of an unpaid parking ticket. They have they, they, they've got nothing so far. And I think we should all be careful to say not there is no such evidence. It's they've found no such evidence that they've presented. Could they find something in the future? Sure. Then my opinion would be based on what is found. And of course, here is another Republican senator, Willard Mitt Romney, who last week said there there's just no evidence. As you know, House Republicans have signaled that they may vote as early as this week on an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite the fact that they haven't shown yet a direct link between Hunter Biden's business dealings and President Biden. Have you seen any evidence that President Biden has committed high crimes and misdemeanors? No. I, I don't uh, see any evidence of that at all. Uh, I think before you begin an impeachment inquiry, you ought to have some evidence, some inclination. <laughs> Isn't that, that crazy? You should have some evidence before you start the inquiry. So listen, there's two different things that are going on here. There's what's going on with Republicans in the House where they don't seem to care that there's no evidence. They want to impeach the guy. And then you have Republicans in the Senate. Why is this important? It's not just because there are a couple of reasonable Republicans willing to say there's just no evidence. If the House impeaches, remember that they bring forth a trial on which the Senate votes. If you can't even find Senate Republicans who seem to think there's evidence, it is a foregone conclusion that you are not going to get a conviction in the Senate. House Republicans may not care because they may be determined to get an impeachment on the record. They see it, I believe, as advantageous to them for 2024. The idea being if we can impeach Biden, even if he's acquitted, voters will then be choosing between two candidates who have been impeached rather than only Trump having been impeached. It will somehow level the playing field. They appear to believe it will help Donald Trump. Whether that's true remains to be seen. But at least some Republicans in the Senate are willing to say the obvious truth. We don't have any evidence that this guy did anything wrong.
If you're still trying to think of the perfect holiday gift for your friend or family member, try cannabis. Our sponsor, Ounce of Hope, ships psychoactive THC cannabis products right to your door all over the US. It's all federally legal, even if marijuana is not legal in your state. They're giving you 20% off for the holidays with the code Pacman. Ounce of Hope has delectable holiday treats with Delta 8 and 9 THC that will bring you a ton of holiday cheer like brownies, Rice Krispies treats, chocolates, caramels, even honey. They have gummies, beverages, soft gels, oils, topicals and CBD. Unlike other companies that sell these products, Ounce of Hope's process is all in house. They grow the cannabis in their mom and pop indoor farm in Memphis, Tennessee, produce all of the products there, too. You can trust that these are high quality, safe products arriving at your door. And when you give someone Ounce of Hope as a gift, you can tell them why Ounce of Hope is such a cool company. Their cannabis plants are fertilized by fish poop from the fish they raise on the farm. The fish poop means it is an aquaponic farm. They do a lot for their community, feeding the homeless in the area, giving to local co-op gardens. Plus, Ounce of Hope supports the work we do at The David Pakman Show, and you can support them. Check out Ounce of Hope at ounceofhope.com. Take advantage of the holiday sale. Twenty percent off everything they offer with the code Pacman. That's O U N C E of hope.com. Use code Pacman for twenty percent off. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10% off your first month. That's better. H E L P dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. You might remember that a few years ago the show got hacked and uh, a bunch of money was stolen and we never got it back. But I now have more peace of mind because I'm using Aura. Our sponsor Aura is your all in one tool for protecting your online and financial accounts. Aura alerts you anytime your personal information is found on the dark web or data breaches like social security number, login credentials, financial accounts, and you get super fast alerts if a criminal does something like try to open a bank account in your name or take out a credit card in your name. Aura also lets you instantly lock your Experian credit file with a single click to stop unwanted inquiries into your credit history Aura will monitor your bank accounts, home and auto titles. All of these things really just safeguard you against fraud of all kinds. Aura even protects your phone by letting you block and screen spam calls and texts. And Aura has parental controls for your kids devices. You can restrict apps or manage screen time, set focus time to make sure they're doing homework instead of binging YouTube or whatever the case may be. You can try Aura for free for 14 days at Aura.com slash Pacman. That's A-U-R-A dot com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. I love the sponsor. Our sponsor, Green Pan, makes the best ceramic nonstick cookware money can buy. I've been using it for years. You're probably familiar with Green Pan. They really revolutionized home cooking back in 2007 when they introduced the ceramic nonstick cookware. Now Green Pan has launched their slow cookers. You can create family sized meals with the press of a button. They're available in eight beautiful colors. I have the white one. The other night I made a beautiful brisket 
in not technically a Hanukkah brisket, not yet, but could be, could be. I made it in my green pan slow cooker. The results are amazing. Super easy to clean up. You can brown in the pot. I don't need to brown on the stove. I can do it all in the slow cooker. None of green pans cookware has any of the harmful chemicals that other brands have. Green pan has their own factory. They live up to their standards. They won the 2023 Good Housekeeping Sustainable Innovation Award. And all green pan stuff has a 60 day return policy. So you have plenty of time to make sure it is right for you. Upgrade your cookware this holiday season with green pan. Go to greenpan.us and use the code Pacman to get 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. The info is in the podcast notes. The David Pacman show continues to depend on the support of our audience. You can get the full experience, including the daily show with no commercials, the daily bonus show, access to the members only soundboard. The United States will be the first nation to land an astronaut on Mars. Right. We go come to NARS as a member and so many other great member benefits. You can sign up at joinpacman.com and you can use the coupon code two million to get 66 percent off in celebration of the YouTube channel reaching two million subscribers. There is a binder not full of women, but full of classified Russian intelligence that we have recently learned went missing in the final days of the Trump administration. It's the same old story all over again. CNN was the first to report about the mystery of the missing binder, how a collection of raw Russian intelligence disappeared under Trump. A number of reporters contributing to this story, and it reads, a binder containing highly classified information related to Russian election interference went missing at the end of Donald Trump's presidency, raising alarms among intelligence officials that some of the most closely guarded national security secrets from the U.S. and its allies could be exposed. Sources familiar with the matter told CNN its disappearance, which has not been previously reported, was so concerning that intelligence officials briefed Senate Intel Committee leaders last year about the missing materials and the government's efforts to retrieve them. In the two plus years since Trump left office, the missing intelligence does not appear to have been found. What is in there? The binder contained raw intel the U.S. and NATO allies collected on Russians and Russian agents, including sources and methods that informed the U.S. government's assessment that Putin sought to help Trump win in 2016. Listen to this. The intelligence was so sensitive that congressional aides with top secret security clearances were able to review the materials only at CIA headquarters where their work scrutinizing it was itself kept in a locked safe, meaning notes about this material was kept were kept in a, in a locked safe. And this disappeared in the final days of the Trump presidency. Now, we are in the speculation phase as to what happened here. But any normal person knowing everything that Trump's been accused of, everything we know about Trump, the recordings waving around classified documents, any normal person, if you go to them, a 10 year old, if you go to them and you say, hey, this guy who's known for taking classified documents to his house, in the last few days he was president, a binder full of classified information went missing. And by the way, the binder contained intelligence information that confirms a story Trump sought to deny for years. Where would you guess the binder went? Any 10 year old with a good head on their shoulders is going to say, oh, Trump or someone around him took the documents, obviously. OK, now we don't know that to be true at this point in time. It's been two years and they haven't found the documents. Have they been shredded? Are they uh, did Trump flush them down the toilet, uh, you know, low flow toilets? Or he's got to flush 10 to 15 times. We don't know the answer at this point in time, but it is yet another element of this story. And the big picture story is Trump takes documents. Trump gets rid of documents that are disadvantageous or inconvenient to the story that he is trying to push. 
Will we ever figure out where this binder went? I have no idea. It, it this document could you know, we're talking about paper. This stuff stuff could have long been burned or flushed. We don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, it should concern everyone, not only the people who are not Trump supporters. It should concern everyone. Number one, that we had a president in office willing to do these things. But number two, that once again, the checks and balances and so many of the systems that are in place, they never accounted for a presidency from a guy like Trump who would flout the checks, balances, norms and procedures in a way that apparently the founding fathers never imagined. So that's really the big story here. Uh, and I guess we're continuing to look for that. Uh, one, one other uh, note about this uh, from the CNN article, Cassidy Hutchinson, one of Mark Meadows top aides, testified to Congress and wrote in her memoir. She believes Meadows took home an unredacted version of the binder. She said it had been kept in Meadows safe. She saw him leave with it from the White House, saying to the January 6th committee, I am almost positive it went home with Mr. Meadows. Now, a lawyer for Meadows denies he mishandled anything, didn't specifically address that binder. This raises more questions, not only about Mark Meadows possible involvement, but arguably even more so as to how many copies of these documents they are documents that supposedly weren't supposed to be copied, but it's the Trump White House. Anything went, anything goes, anything could have happened. Will we ever find it? I don't know. Let me know in the comments. We are continuing to follow the descent of Roseanne Barr. She's apparently a comedian, they tell me, into what appears to be quite literally madness, a state of psychosis. She spoke at this Charlie Kirk event over the weekend. Now, I went back and forth as to include many clips from this event in today's show or not. And I'm not including many clips from this event. But Charlie Kirk from Turning Point USA had an event. Uh, Patrick Bet David, whose program I, I appeared on, he spoke there. It's a whacked out event, completely whacked. And Roseanne Barr, she it's she seems impaired. You know, it's always a little bit fraught to speculate. Is this alcohol? Is this drugs? Is this uh, the mixing of psychiatric drugs with some kind of um, uh, uh, recreational substance? We just don't know. But she seems extraordinarily impaired. And the more she spoke, the quieter the crowd got. You'll hear that her earlier in this clip, we're going to look at about 70 seconds here at the start of this clip. The crowd seems almost into it as she continues. The crowd gets quieter and quieter. And you'll notice that the, you can almost hear a pin drop in the room as she's at the end of these mad woman rantings. Listen to this. Wait, a bunch of losers that never know how to get a job. I don't care about them. If we don't stop these horrible communists, do you hear me? I'm asking you to hear me. Yeah. Remember, she's a comedian. Stalinist. Oh boy. with a huge helping of Nazi fascists thrown in. Oh, boy. These are communist Nazi fascists. Quite an quite an overlap, huh? Plus one, the caliphate. Now they're quiet. To replace every Christian democracy on Earth now. Do you know that? <laughs> really just an electric atmosphere in there for comedian Roseanne Barr. So we've talked about Roseanne before. Um, every time we do, people write in and say, David, she, she has very serious mental illness. She's uh, it's been mentioned before. Her messages really shouldn't be covered, etc. You know, the difficult position we're in is without diagnosing Roseanne Barr with anything. We are not the ones who are putting her in front of ravenous, politicized audiences and saying, listen to what Roseanne is saying. We are covering the fact 
that these right wing groups are inviting her to speak and people are listening, at least to some degree, although they were pretty dead silent by the end of this speech. For me, I would much rather Roseanne Barr have no place here whatsoever in the political discourse because she has nothing sane to say. But to say I should ignore Roseanne Barr because she's obviously mentally ill, even though it is others who are saying, here's someone who's going to speak to you about politics and the state of play in the United States. What I'm coming to you and saying is the right thinks she has something important to say. Conventions are booking her to speak to audiences. And if indeed these are the rantings of someone suffering from severe mental illness, the irresponsible thing would be to put her in front of crowds and say she's going to tell you the way things should be. OK, uh, that's really the scary thing. And, you know, comedian, there should really be quotes around the term comedian when it comes to Roseanne. But she's also certainly not a political analyst, that's for sure. And unfortunately, she has really gone off the deep end figuratively. Now, uh, of course, if we are dealing with serious mental illness here, that's really an issue of the mental health system, the healthcare system. We've talked about that. There is a lot of undiagnosed mental illness going on around out there. There's also a lot of diagnosed but untreated mental 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 illness happening. Uh, whatever the case may be, I hope Roseanne is getting whatever treatment she needs. If it's zero, then great. She should get no treatment. And maybe the impairment that's apparent here is due to some other kind of recreational substances. This is not normal. And the right wing crowds that love hearing from her should recognize this is not someone equipped or in a state to be providing a cogent political analysis. Unfortunately, if you only allowed people who are equipped to provide cogent political analysis to speak at right wing conferences, they would be pretty damn short conferences that I can tell you. If you sit all day long while you work and you've never tried a desk that can transition between sitting and standing, it really is a game changer. I've had an uplift desk for a while. I use it every day to record the show, prepare for the show, do my office work. I'm sitting at an uplift desk at this very moment, and I've been using uplift desks for many years. We wanted them to be a sponsor and we finally were able to make it happen. Standing while I work helps me get the creative juices flowing. I feel more productive. I'm focused. I'm more alert and it's also healthier. I'm just moving around more. My circulation is better, which is just good for your health. I use the uplift standing desks because they don't wobble totally stable, even with all of my show equipment on them. The build quality is just tremendous. And you can completely customize the desk by choosing from over 100 desktop choices, hundreds of accessories. I have a whole bunch of them, including a USB hub and a keyboard tray and all sorts of things. They have free shipping, free returns, free return shipping and an industry leading 15 year warranty. My audience gets 5% off when you go to upliftdesk.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman5. That's U P L I F T desk.com slash Pacman. Then use code Pacman5 for 5% off. The info is in the podcast notes. If you or a parent are starting to lose your hearing, you're not alone. About 48 million Americans have some hearing loss and only about 20 percent of those who would benefit from a hearing aid actually use one. Our sponsor, MD Hearing, makes FDA registered rechargeable hearing aids that cost just a fraction of what typical hearing aids cost. MD Hearing's new Neo model costs less than 10 percent what you'll pay for traditional marked up hearing aids. I have a close family friend who's been using MD hearing for a long time now. I ran into her the other day having a great experience with MD hearing. She loves how MD hearing has audiologists on staff to help her calibrate the device. She says it works better than anything she's ever used. MD hearing was founded by an ENT surgeon who saw that many of his patients needed hearing aids, could not afford them. And so his mission was to develop a quality hearing aid than anyone could afford. MD Hearing offers a 45 day risk free trial with a 100 percent money back guarantee. You can buy with confidence. And if you're still on the fence about MD Hearing, they were just selected to be the hearing aid supplier for top Medicare Advantage plans. It's just a brand you can trust. 
Go to mdhearing.com and use the code PACMAN to get a pair for just two ninety seven. That's mdhearing.com. Use code PACMAN to get your pair of hearing aids for just two ninety seven. The info is in the podcast notes. Let's go next to Durham, New Hampshire, where the failed former president Donald Trump suffered a total mental collapse and went fully genocidal using phrases normally attributed to Nazis, the KKK, apartheid South Africa, the Rwandan genociders and Slobodan Milosevic. You are not going to believe this or maybe the problem is that you are. Maybe the problem is that it's too believable that we've already become desensitized to it to some degree. Donald Trump giving a gong show speech in Durham, New Hampshire, saying that immigrants are poisoning the blood of the country. They're coming in from South America and they are poisoning the blood of the country. I'll tell you who used to use phraseology like this. Listen to this guy and listen to the bloodthirsty crowd. They love it. Country, when they do that, we got a lot of work to do. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons all over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries that we think about, but all over the world. They're coming into our country from Africa, from Asia, all over the world. They're pouring into our country. Nobody's even looking at them. They just come in. Uh, the crime is going to be tremendous. The terrorism is going to be terrorism is going to be. And we built a tremendous piece of the wall and then people nodding, people screaming, build the wall. So let me tell you who uses phrases like poisoning the blood of our country. The Nazi regime under Hitler in Germany used this racial purity rhetoric and Jews and Romani people and others had unclean bloodlines, not like the Aryans, the KKK in the late 19th and early 20th centuries, especially in the 20s, use this same language to promote white supremacy. The African-Americans, Catholics, Jews, immigrants, they aren't pure in blood in apartheid South Africa. You would hear the South African government under apartheid talk about we need racial segregation because we need to maintain racial purity. It gets muddled and mixed in a dirty way when you mix racial groups during the Rwandan genocide in the first half of the 1990s. The Hutu extremists would use similar language to dehumanize the Tutsis, depicting them as unclean cockroaches. And Slobodan Milosevic, the former president of Serbia and Yugoslavia, uh, used very similar similar rhetoric about ethnic groups like Albanians and others. They have dirty blood. The ancestors of many of the MAGA people that now support Trump certainly at some point fought against this exact sort of thing, whether it was in Germany or Serbia, Yugoslavia or wherever. And Trump then doubling down on this on Truth Social, posting illegal immigration is poisoning the blood of our nation. They're coming from prisons, mental institutions from all over the world. Without borders and fair elections, we don't have a country. Make America great again. Full on genocidal rhetoric. Trump then switching to something he knows very little about, talking about wind turbines. His uh, he doesn't like immigrants. And he doesn't like wind turbines. By the way, you know, the one thing about climate show, we fight like hell and they put up all these windmills all over the place that uh, if you add the cost of rebuilding and they're all rebuilt, you know, in China, they're all built in China and Germany. And they said, let's assume you're a big believer in this. They send big fumes in. So you add it all up and it's terrible. You can't get rid of the blades. They only last 10 years. Uh, the energy is the most expensive. Look at this Gish Gallup, by the way. How many claims is he making? This is wild. In years, uh, the energy is the most expensive energy you can do. They kill all our birds. If you want to see a bird cemetery, go under a windmill sometime. You'll see birds like you never saw. It's a very, if you love birds, you'll start to weep. 
But it's it's just the craziest thing. They ruin our planes and fields. They're killing our whales. You know, the whales are coming in. I think we had one whale come in in 50 years. This year we had like 12. It came in. The whale came in. So listen, so many misstatements there. I don't know if maybe this comes as a shock, but not everything that Trump said there is true. You know, it's all half truths and there's some kernel somewhere in there. Uh, lifespan and disposal of the uh, uh, turbine blades. That's a concern. It's getting better every year. We're going to get way better at it if we invest more rather than less impact on birds. That's true. I've talked about it before. You can reduce the impact on birds dramatically by painting some patterns on the wind turbines. Very cheap to do. And also the impact in, on animals in general is way smaller from wind turbines than when you have to obtain, refine, transport and burn fossil fuels, which kills so many different animals. Uh, the cost of wind energy, it's actually one of the most cost effective and efficient. Uh, it is true that there's a high initial in investment in the wind turbines, but that continues to come down and it's actually not the most expensive. And it, it all is just kind of nonsense. It's, it's all very nonsensical. Uh, Trump continuing then talking about uh, criticizing Biden about the economy, even though the economy is setting records. And then Trump refreshing his prediction that under a next Biden term, the economy would be really bad Ban people from coming in that weren't good. The Biden administration is running on the fumes of the great success of the Trump administration. They're just ah, so the good numbers now are still thanks to Trump running on the fumes of what we did with the tax cuts and the regulation cuts. Without us, this thing would have crashed to levels never seen before. And if we're not elected, we will have a depression the likes of which you haven't seen since the depression of 1929. <laughs> now, remember, he makes that threat or prediction after the stock market hit an all time record high and unemployment is at record lows for this sustained period. Trump made the same prediction before Biden's first term, the 1929 style depression didn't happen. So now he's simply making it again. Trump says that the four years he was president were the best four years he can remember. No, New Hampshire wants a president who will never betray you, who will never forsake you and who will never sell you out. You're not going to be sold out. And you know that because for four years I was your president and you had the greatest four years that you've ever had. Now, you may or may not recall that Donald Trump's presidency saw some of the greatest job losses of any presidency in history. And then lastly, Trump can't get away from these speeches without at least doing a little praise of dictators. Here he is praising Chinese President Xi for how he ruthlessly controls 1.4 billion people. The whole thing is not believe. Can you imagine President Xi of China, powerful kind of a guy? They hate powerful. when I say that. Oh, you're saying nice things now. He controls 1.4 billion people rather ruthlessly, right? Can you imagine when he sees this guy? Trump so proud, so impressed, so enamored with these strongmen dictators. So Trump speech in Durham, genocidal ambitions, obvious lies, dictatorial promises. And we are now starting to see the dictatorial fantasy trickle down to the MAGA supporters. Let's look at that next. Want to see something scary? How about bloodthirsty Trump supporters cheering for dictator Trump right outside his rally over the weekend in Durham, New Hampshire? We looked at the authoritarian genocidal things Trump said. Here is the proof that his followers are now falling for it as well. A right wing wing host interviewing others at a Trump rally says, how many people support a day one dictator? This is Trump. Now, I'll, I'll only be a dictator for one day. And the MAGA's in the crowd raise their hands and cheer. The way they are is because they know when he comes back, it's game over. Day one dictator. It, 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 hey, day one dictator. You know what? We're going to drill, baby, drill. Baby. Hey, how many people here? Now, normally, I know you probably wouldn't in America, but considering what they've done to this man, how many people here support day one dictator? Yeah. Okay, folks, the correct reaction here is that's extraordinarily scary. That's a that's a logical reaction based on what we are seeing from these extremely dangerous people. Here's a woman and a man at the Trump rally 
This is really weird video. You'll notice the man is like. Leaning on the woman in an extraordinarily bizarre way, the interview is even stranger. OK, listen to this. Zara and Doug, who I am told flew from Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to New Hampshire just to see President Trump today. You guys, that is amazing. What brought you here and why do you love President Trump so much to fly all the way across the country to see him? Well, I've, been, I've been following Trump since 2015. I started hearing his views on uh, just the basic principles of America. And I yeah. he shares Trump's views on the basic principles of America. This is one of these guys where if Luke Beasley interviews him, this guy collapses, probably ends up crying and running away. Even it and um, he fights for us and I want to fight for him 100 percent. Right. Trump hates this guy, I assure you. Amen. Yeah. on stage his presence of when he's talking to the to us his patriots yeah. he loves us he cares about what we do he cares about how sad we are he cares about the hungry he imagine being so delusional you think trump cares about any of those things including yourself he cares about the fighting and the wars and all this other stuff and who else can we vote for but Trump to have a president who stands behind the people of the United States of America? And that's what we need. Amen. Yeah. Wow. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. And if you have fun, welcome to New Hampshire. Delusional. Delusional. I mean, there's there's no talking her out of that between now and November. We've just got to find two people who already agree with us and make sure that they're going to go vote. You th these these folks are unfortunately beyond reasonable reach. Here's more of the dictator stuff. Um, and talking about Trump's retaliation when he gets back into office. They want him to retaliate against what? Unclear. I don't think that his retribution presidency that he's talking about, I don't think it's for him and his family. I really do think it's for us. What, what do you think about that? I 100 percent I agree. I, and I tell everybody that's why what is going on him has to happen to him first, because now when he gets back in control, it's game over. And we as the American people are going to be easier to accept what's going to happen mm. in the next couple of years yeah. because we've seen how they've come after him. Yeah. He's saying it. We're going to be fine with the authoritarian dictatorial stuff Trump will do. We're not going to resist. We'll, we'll cheer it. They're telling us, guys, they're telling us. We have to vote as if our lives as we know them depend on it. That's the only way forward. Here's one more clip. Here's a woman asks, what is she most concerned about? And she comes up with a conspiracy word salad. I don't know how else to say it. question. What is it about this country right now that concerns you the most? I think it's that we've been under an evil control for many, many years, and I feel President Trump's exposed that evil. How can so many people be so disconnected from reality. And I hate I know that we've been talking about this so much. We can't ignore the mental illness component here without saying any one of these individuals is mentally ill. And again, part of the problem is I don't believe that 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 that's the case. When we layer the mental illness component over some of these delusions, people write in and go, David, you know, most mentally ill people or people defined loosely speaking as mentally ill, they don't harbor any of these types of views. They don't and, and they don't vote Trump or whatever. So I'm not trying to give give anyone an easy out by talking about the mental illness layer. I'm not suggesting that if you're mentally ill, you believe that Trump was chosen to get rid of dark spirits or whatever. The, the, the point here is we have a reality in the United States as a result of education or lack thereof. The mental health access system or lack thereof and political polarization, all of these things together have given us a big gray area that is filled with a whole bunch of people who just have ridiculously ignorant political views, a whole bunch of people who really should be getting access to mental health treatment and they don't have it and an overlap where it's hard to tell whether it's one, the other or both. That's the point. It's not this is this is merely mental illness. If you give these people a pill, they'll no, no longer believe these delusional conspiracies. It's not about that. It's about the fact that in so many ways we are failing as a country. The fact that such a radical, ignorant movement can have tens of millions of people in it, the fact that we don't make mental health services accessible. They're still stigmatized in so many ways. 
it leaves us in the situation where we go. I don't know. Is is this woman a Republican or is she mentally ill or is it both? I don't know. Uh, I'm just not sure. Uh, what about these people? Uh, I I don't know. It's really kind of hard to tell. And it's less about diagnosing any individual than diagnosing the systemic problems we have in the United States. And unfortunately, where we are today is that many political beliefs are indistinguishable from paranoid delusions, which would sometimes be treated with psychiatric meditation, uh, meditation, medication, meditation would probably also help some of these folks. That's where we are. And I don't know where we go next. When the holidays come around and you can't always celebrate in person with family or friends, it's typical to miss them. And that's why I love our sponsor, Aura Digital Frames. It's a new, unique, more personal way to keep in touch, especially around the holidays. I have gifted each of my parents an Aura frame with pictures of the baby preloaded so I can add pictures. They can add pictures. There's no USB. It's just infinite cloud photo storage. Everything happens seamlessly over Wi-Fi. Really easy. Give your loved one the best gift ever this year. See why Aura was named the number one digital frame by The New York Times, Wired and others. And you'll get $30 off their best selling frames. When you go to AuraFrames.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman, the frames sell out quickly. Get yours before they are gone. That's a u r a frames dot com slash Pacman. Use the code Pacman for thirty dollars off. The info is in the podcast notes. Thirty million trees are destroyed every year for toilet paper in the U.S. alone. So toilet paper is a big contributor to deforestation and climate change. Our sponsor, Real Paper, makes toilet paper from bamboo. Bamboo plants keep growing which means no deforestation. Bamboo also absorbs five times as much carbon from the atmosphere as pine trees and bamboo toilet paper is stronger than regular toilet paper and even softer. So bamboo toilet paper is all around a win for you and for the environment. It's time to move on from that toilet paper from trees that you're using at home when you use real paper doesn't feel like you're sacrificing anything. It's soft and fluffy and they'll ship it to your door in plastic free packaging on a schedule. Super easy with every box of real paper you buy. They are funding reforestation efforts across the country through their partnership with one tree planted. So unlike the toilet paper that cuts down trees, real is helping to actively plant them. Go to realpaper.com slash Pacman and use code Pacman for 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R E E L paper.com slash Pacman. And then use code Pacman. The info is in the podcast notes. All right, let's round out our coverage of this very sick Trump rally in Durham, New Hampshire. And we're going to introduce the religious component, of course. If we sometimes struggle to understand how these MAGA beliefs are so resistant to reason. They're so resistant to change. They're so resistant to what we consider to be logic, reason, empiricism, thinking, etc. Part of the explanation is religion. And what I mean by that religion and cult, right? I guess there's both and it's sort of like a weird overlap. If you believe Trump is a cult leader or religious leader sent by God, why does it really matter whether Mexico paid for the wall? Right. You have to think about these things as being on two such dramatically different levels. If Trump was chosen by God to come and root out pedophilia among Washington, D.C. pizza parlors or whatever QAnon believes right now, if that's why Trump was sent here by God, does it really matter if the debt went up? Right. And this is what you have to understand. You look at a guy like Chris Christie. You look at a guy like Willard Mitt Romney. They aren't of this mindset. OK, and so that's how they end up going. Yeah, I mean, listen, sure, I love low taxes, but I'm not going to vote for the guy who tried to subvert democracy. Take a look at this. This is the prayer that they did to open the Trump rally 
and they talk about an Orwellian dystopia and they talk about uh, Trump being sent to save us. Holy and almighty God, sovereign majesty of all nations and creation, we will get right to the point. Those of us here gathered today in this place, along with scores of Americans and freedom loving peoples around the world, know that we are living in days that are unprecedented for the threats to our way of life and very existence. With every passing day, we slip farther and farther into George Orwell's tyrannical dystopia. Do we? We have been lied to, deceived, yes. <laughs> and seduced by those who would reduce us to serfdom and worse. Our parents, spouses, children, neighbors, and friends are not only suffering hardships at the hands of those who rule us with imperial disdain, but also are falling sick and dying in numbers we have not witnessed in our lifetimes. Every day we are burdened by those who have asserted illegitimate authority and unconstitutional lawlessness over us. That's true, but it's not the people he thinks it is. Oh God, hear us. Bless and protect us to this man who will speak to us today. We know what he did for us and how he strove to lead us in honorable ways during his term as our president, in ways that brought your blessings to us rather than your approach, reproach and judgment. We know the hour is late. We know that time grows shorter for us to be saved and revived. Right. We know we cannot, nor do we do alone all that needs to be done. And so we humbly beseech you to come to our aid while there is yet time. God's chosen one, Donald Trump, must save us from George Orwell's tyrannical dystopia and a Joe Biden that rules us with imperial disdain. Totally normal, right? Of course, this is bonker stuff. But if we are to understand how to make sure that these people don't win, and that Trump doesn't get back in office to become the dictator he's promising to be. You really have to understand that arguing about the CDC's guidelines on covid isn't going to make an iota of difference to someone who believes Trump was sent by God and can do no wrong. That is the difference when these right wingers say, I don't see anybody out there. I don't see boats with Biden flags. I'm not seeing the people wearing the Biden hats. I'm not seeing the people camping out for a week for a Biden rally. There must not be support for Biden. Well, that's the difference. Hardworking middle class people in Michigan who in November will go and vote Biden are too busy and not cultish enough to go driving around with Biden flags on their cars or whatever the case may be. It's a different world. And many of these Democratic voters that supposedly don't exist, they exist. They just don't base their identity around Joe Biden, much like, hey, it's going to come November. I'll look at who's on the ballot and I'll vote for the better one. I'm not getting any flags. I'm not getting any stickers. I'm not getting any tattoos. I'm not getting any T-shirts. I'm just going to vote and then I'll go back to living my life. And that's the way most people are operating in the political space, including many Republicans. But this is a cult and understand that when they see him as a religious deity of sorts, the facts no longer matter. And that's very evident from that insane prayer in Durham, New Hampshire. I told you we weren't going to play a ton of this video from this TP action turning point USA Charlie Kirk event, but I did want to play a couple of clips for you of Donald Trump's lawyer Alina Habba speaking. She was introduced as general counsel and legal spokesperson for Save America. That's that pro Trump pack. She's also his lawyer. This is so bizarre. Alina Habba said that next year when Republicans are in power, they're going to be going deep and hard. On Democrats, and as she says it, she realizes what the hell am I saying? I sound like a lunatic. Here she is promising to go deep and hard next year on Dems. But that is what they do. They hide what they've done by going after Trump. Look at the shiny ball, everybody. Don't look at us. Well, they've got one year and then we're going to be looking at them deep and hard. And 
<laughs> the pause there where she goes, wait a second, I just said something absolutely ridiculous. You right now, if I'm in Washington, I'll be relentless too. I guess she's saying she will be part of it in D.C. or whatever if she works for Trump. That's another little preview of a, of a real dystopia. It's sounding like if Trump becomes president again, Alina Habba might be working at the White House, which is a really scary thing to think about. Now, one other bonus clip that that's kind of the weird thing deep and hard. What is she talking about? Here is Alina Habba essentially bragging about her own incompetence. Take a listen to this. That got assigned to a Clinton appointed judge. And what do you think happened? Nobody's heard of the case, right? It's because it's gone. I never met the judge. I never walked into the courtroom. There were probably 50 lawyers representing all of the radical left. Clinton's lawyers, Mook's lawyers, and the list goes on and on and on. Understand she's bragging about something that was dismissed that she brought because it was so frivolous that it didn't even need a hearing. One month it got dismissed and me and President Trump got sanctioned a million dollars for going against crooked Hillary. <laughs> you didn't know that, did you? Because it's not what happened. It, she, <laughs> these people are out of their minds. Fake news, folks. Yeah. Fake news. They won't report it. Right. But guess what? We paid that million and we're going to keep on fighting. I don't know whether they paid the million, but what she's talking about is I was so incompetent and submitted something so frivolous that it was dismissed without even moving forward. But it's all because the judge liked Hillary or something like that. It was something related to Democrats or whatever. These we don't have to imagine what a second Trump term would be like. These are the people. These are the people who would be in positions of power if there were to be a second Trump term. If you like it, then you know how to vote. We have a voicemail number for inquiries, questions, comments and criticisms. That phone number is two one nine two David P. Here's a really confused caller who doesn't understand the difference between I reported something and I am supporting the person who I reported about. Let me play it for you and then it'll make more sense. Hey, Dave, uh, I had a question for you. Okay. Basically, I wanted to know why are you supporting Nikki Haley? I'm not. Uh, seems like you've been pushing Nikki Haley lately and I want to know I know you'd prefer a Democrat. You'd really prefer somebody that's more so progressive, right? But why are you supporting Nikki Haley to win out of the Republicans? Okay, I'm not. So this is a real problem with with media literacy and understanding the messages we get for the last two weeks. Okay, I mean, two or three times right over the last couple of weeks, I have reported to you Nikki Haley is climbing in the polls. And I believe that if Trump were to die or be otherwise incapacitated, Nikki Haley would be best positioned to win the nomination. That has nothing to do with my opinion. You know, we've talked before about how Fox News makes a lot of their money. Fox's bread and butter is presenting opinion as reporting and people watch it and they go, here's a news report. No, this is actually just someone's opinion, but they've tricked you into thinking that it's a news report. This is a media literacy issue. We also have the opposite issue, which is I give you a report. Nikki Haley is now in second place in New Hampshire and she's gaining on Ron DeSantis and people go, David, you're giving us your opinion that you want Nikki Haley to win. Uh, of course, that's not the case. And it's a sad state of affairs as far as media literacy goes. I'm not supporting Nikki Haley. What I am is explaining to the audience that she is gaining in the polls. DeSantis is losing in the polls. And there's every indication that if something were to happen to Trump, Nikki Haley would be the natural second place person to replace Trump. 
uh, rather than Ron DeSantis. I'm not supporting her. If I voted in the Demo uh, Republican primary, I would vote for Chris Christie. If you see, said to me, David, the next president will be one of the Republican candidates, I would say, well, I prefer Chris Christie, but I'm not supporting any of them. Uh, and I'm certainly not supporting Nikki Haley. It, it, is abstract thought this complicated? I don't know, guys. I'm, I'm worried. We have such a fantastic bonus show for you today. We're doing a class action lawsuit against all machines. Well, obviously, that's the wrong clip, but we do have a great bonus show for you today. We will discuss that Donald Trump made one hundred and sixty million dollars in foreign business deals while he was president with which countries we will tell you Tesla conducting its largest ever recall for insufficient safety controls was my vehicle hit with the recall. I will tell you. And thirdly, how did Mike Johnson, MAGA Mike Johnson, become so right wing that it was too right wing for his own father? It's a weird story, which we will discuss on the bonus oh, show. The bonus show where you want to make money. Everybody right. else that makes money to fund themselves is bad. That's the correct clip. Alex Jones back on X doesn't like the bonus show. You can sign up at joinpacman.com. Just a reminder, I will be here through Thursday. Then I will be on vacation and we'll have a rotating cast of guest hosts that I think you will enjoy very much or hate and email me about how much you hate it. One of the two scenarios is likely uh, Monday through Thursday. I'll be here. Hope you'll be joining us on the bonus show today. You can use the coupon code two million, two million to save sixty six point six 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 seven percent. I'll see you then, everybody.